You're listening to Once, episode 101, and straight on till morning, initial reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. And we just finished the second season finale of Once Upon a Time. Ah! Woo! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was... <laughs> that's, my, that's my initial reaction. <laughs> and yes, these are just our initial reactions. So we're going to be all over the place with what we talk about tonight. But that's okay, because these are initial reactions. We'll have our full discussion this Wednesday, schedule change. Instead of the normal 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four, we will be doing our live full discussion on Wednesday, May, uh, what would that be, May whatever this Wednesday is, <laughs> May 15th, <laughs> at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four, because we want to make sure that we have plenty of time to talk about this episode, include as much feedback as we can, and warning, it will be a long episode. So don't be surprised if you download a two-hour or something episode. We're going to take a break in the episode. <laughs> it's okay if you need to, if it takes you a couple days to listen to it, all summer to listen to it. <laughs> But before we get into this episode, I have one exciting announcement. Two, actually. Okay. Season three. Yes. Confirmed. Yay. It's coming back. ABC confirmed it this last week. I thought we were going to have to wait until Tuesday because they invited me to a little press event to uh, give their full schedule. But we may still actually receive a return date on Tuesday. But also, the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland spinoff has been picked up by ABC. Right. And that will be coming, well, we don't quite know when. It's been theorized that maybe it will be coming between mm-hmm. episodes of Once Upon a Time, like during short hiatuses. Which would be nice. Yeah. So let's talk about this. The finale of the second season of Once Upon a Time. Let's. It was very different, I felt like, compared to season one finale. Mm-hmm. It's true. It was... This this whole year was different because there's a lot of stuff that was foundational to the show mm-hmm. that was thematic in season one and things that some of us theorized would be resolved, namely the curse in season one. And other people thought that was kind of more of a whole show sort of thing. But we kind of knew exactly what the show was about. This year has been more about finding out what is beneath the surface, beneath the initial premise. So it was harder, much harder to predict where it might go. But And we went beneath the surface many times <laughs> in this true. season. Yeah, and I think that as a show... This is now the opportunity for the show to mature a lot more because the first season, they put so much work into the first season to try and make sure they get renewed. They got renewed for a second season and the second season, yeah, honestly, some things were a little lackluster here and there, but now that they know they've got a third season, I think that gives them a little bit more confidence of where they're going. Kind of like Lost had a particular season where they were a little bit in limbo and things were really weird. SeaWorld season, if you want to call it that. Um, So in this, I think this now gives them the chance to, now they know 
they're getting at least one more season, but I've heard rumors that they've said that they have enough story material for two more seasons. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, they have plans, definite plans for two more seasons. Is that all? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, as far as storyline that, but that's just a rumor could be a misinterpretation, but this episode as the finale to this answered a bunch of, bunch of questions, raised a bunch of questions. Hey, guess what? Yeah. One of my theories <laughs> came true. Which one? One of mine did too. Bell, uh, Bell woke up with the blue fairy's help. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I almost felt like crying when I saw the broken cup. <laughs> that he still had the pieces. Yeah, he did. That was so great to see. Yeah, that again. and Lacey remembered the cup. It's like <laughs> that cup again. <laughs> <laughs> that um, that was really awesome, and to see how Leroy gave to Mister Gold uh-huh. the potion that was really cool. Seeing seen i think a lot of relationships were kind of made right in this episode right right because leroy reaching out to mr gold regina emma henry all of that emma calling mary margaret and david mom and dad yeah Mm -hmm. and And mary margaret calling emma honey (laughs) (laughs) not that that was a theory but that happened (laughs) and they sort of acknowledged Regina doing something heroic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think she'll change forever from this point on? Or do you think she'll go back to being able? I think she'll be on the right I think track, so maybe. I wanna know. I mean I want I want her to be. Yeah, I want her to be. Yeah, I'm thinking from this point, both Regina and Rumpel had somewhat redeeming moments. Like Regina basically was sacrificing herself and right. she's this is the second time she's done that yeah, okay. i loved i think deep down she's good let me be known as regina or let me die as regina yeah, yeah. people know me as the evil queen let me die as regina in her last moment she realized this is a chance to redeem myself that mm-hmm. was a proud moment and also <laughs> mr gold saying to bell at the end that he said that boy will be my undoing but he's but, still family. Yeah, he's still family. So yeah. it's as if it sounds like he's willing to let himself be undone in order to save his family. Maybe Which is nice to hear. Maybe he's just now realizing that he can't have everything. He's got to sacrifice something mm-hmm. to get other things. I have to say I was pretty unnerved by the beginning. The the fraying of the rope and the yeah. jagged rocks. Yeah. I was like, are you serious? I'm watching this man try to kill a child who is his grandson. This is not okay. That was a moment of pure insanity for him. I I suppose so. (laughs) I'm glad that uh, even by the end of that scene, he was saying he was, Mm -hmm. he had come to terms with the idea that he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And that was already the reversal of what drove him there in the first place. Yeah. And two things we were wondering about were answered. Which two were you thinking? Uh, they were involving Hook and Bay mm-hmm. with the dagger and Mila. They were both answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering, at one moment, it seemed like, okay, I'm fine with this. Like, how much information they gave mm-hmm. and just with the assumption that that's all that they ever talked about it from there on out. But then now we hear that Hook did tell Neil how his mother died. Right. But mm-hmm. Neil has never said that to his father, Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. Right. So that could still be something that he'll bring up later and say, you killed my mother. You lied to me. <laughs> if they ever see each other again. Yeah. Don't which, you think that would have come up when... Um, they will. When Bay 
no, when, yeah, when Neil and Rumpelstiltskin were forgiving each other, kind of. Maybe. But you killed my mom. I'm still <laughs> angry. Like, don't you think that could have been, you know, so easy to say? Yeah, it does surprise me that something like that didn't come up. But then again, remember when Hook gave up Bay to the Lost Boys? Yeah. Bay said, you to Hook, he said, you were the one that destroyed my family. You killed my mother. So you think he knows that Hook kind of romanced Mila and wooed her yeah. into leaving? Yeah. And he's That's blaming what he's it. referring to? Yeah, he's blaming it on Hook. That okay. if Hook didn't come into their life, the uh, three of them would all be together. Okay. Hook, uh, Mila, Bay, and Rumpelstiltskin. So you think um, Bay means something to Hook? Do you think Hook likes Bay? I I don't know. I know we've received some great theories before about Hook being a slightly fatherly figure to either Bay or the Lost Boys or both. Mm. Uh, I, we didn't see that really here, but it did seem like Hook had some either level of concern or my thinking is that marking on the ship reminded Hook of what Bay had said and how Hook was really just all about himself and he decided to finally give that up oh. and help everyone else. I see. Your mermaids were called accursed in this episode. (laughs) I don't like that. And we didn't get to see any of them. Or fairies. It's It's true. We didn't even get to see the shadow, whom we now know as Peter Pan. No. Maybe. We don't necessarily know that. We don't? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. Because they never referred to him as the shadow in this episode. They just kept saying, he. Yeah. And we he, thought they were referring to the shadow. Well, hold on. They thought, let me finish this up. They thought, or we thought that everyone was referring to the shadow, like the Lost Boys yeah. were referring to shadow yeah. and all of that. But then it's at the end, the Lost Boys say, Peter Pan, uh, something never loses or. Yeah, something like that. Peter so Pan always gets what he wants. Yeah. Is it like the honey badger? <laughs> so it could, it could be that these are two separate characters or the shadow could be Peter Pan. And that's maybe his name. the shadow is Peter Pan's minion. Yeah. That could very easily be too. Or here's the thing. Remember they said they were saying to hook that when he gets angry, when he, he as in oh, Peter Pan didn't. gets angry, oh. He rips the shadow from you. So maybe he ripped his own shadow off. Or ripped someone else's shadow. And that's the shadow that's flying around. Maybe that's Henry's shadow. (laughs) No, it can't be Henry's. Yeah, that's not a legitimate theory. I just threw that out there for fun. (laughs) That's scary shadow, nonetheless. Why Henry? They had a good drawing of Henry. They did! Why do they want Henry? And how did they know he existed? And Greg and Tamara know something about him. Where did the seer end up? Exactly. Oh, Seer died. So many questions. How do you know that? Oh, wait. Yes, you did. Never mind. Yeah. Um, Peter Pan was looking for Henry long before Balefire was a man. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lost Boys are kind of creepy. They're very creepy. They are. They're like... (laughs) 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 Sorry, I had to do it. (laughs) It, Yeah. That's so creepy. Like, oh, that struck fear into my heart. Thank you. For telling me what it's like when a shadow gets ripped off. (laughs) Apparently it hurts. Apparently. A lot. (laughs) Well, let me tell you about some people that help attach us with our shadows and help bring joy and happiness to the podcast. by say they light up our lives. Yes. By donating to make this podcast possible. Without your support, we really could not do this podcast. So we really appreciate the donations. 
And we've got a lot of people who donated to this episode because they were so mm. excited about the finale. David Newland, <laughs> Peter Pan and the Windy Bird. All right. <laughs> <laughs> James K. the Third, Bobby uh, Polasek, Kristen Schmidt, and Arjun all supported this episode of One's Podcast. Huge thanks to your donations for this episode and many other episodes of One's Podcast. Without your support, we really could not do this. Thank you so much, everybody, for sponsoring this episode. And if anyone else would like to sponsor an episode of One's Podcast, we will continue podcasting through the summer, just a shorter, smaller schedule. But please go to onespodcast.com slash sponsor. And huge thanks to David, Peter Pan, The Windy Bird, James K. the Third, Bobby Polasek, Christian Schmidt, and Arjun. We really appreciate the support. Onespodcast.com slash sponsor. So getting back to this episode. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> so... Am I right in assuming that Greg and Tamara don't actually know who they're working for? Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. It was weird and yet theorized by some. Does that mean... Okay, this may connect to some other theories that we've had about how they're communicating and how they're doing things so quickly. I kind of was against the idea that maybe they use some magic, but maybe they do. I mean, they were, they've certainly been willing to use the magic beans yeah. and the portals. If they consider... Well, they're collecting magical things. Why not use them? Or trying to destroy them. That's true. But if they suddenly consider Henry important and want to take him to Neverland, does that mean they're working for him, which may be Peter Pan, if that's what they intended to, to communicate to us, or mm-hmm. somebody else? Whoever's been collecting... The boys looking for Henry. Are they working for that person? I don't want Peter Pan to be I evil. Think so. And so, how are they communicating? Are they communicating? Are they sending things back and forth? But they maybe have they beans. have a magic conch shell. Maybe they do. <laughs> um, so we we wondered before the stuff about the home office sending stuff back to the home office, and how did they find out so quickly what the trigger is? How did they know what the trigger was and how it worked? What if home office is Neverland? And their leader is Peter Pan. Speaking. And, and because Peter Pan, or Neverland, time works differently there. We know that now. But we don't quite... I'm not sure if time is actually parallel with our world. If Peter Pan has an exact drawing of Henry before Henry was even born. Mm. So I'm wondering if Peter Pan also knew about the trigger. Mm. Right. Speaking of the trigger, mm. I'm dying to say this. <laughs> I was right. It had to be destroyed in order to be act- activated. Yeah. Great call. Funny. It's oh, true. And, and you know what one of my great calls was? What? <laughs> Neil showed up in present day fairy tale land with Aurora oh. and Mulan. And I didn't expect Arg. Philip to be there already. I, he was there already. I, oh, I couldn't believe that happened. I, it, it almost happened just like you said, except that he washed up on the shore instead of coming out of the portal. Literally he was at their feet. What on earth can we talk about? I suppose we'll chalk that up to fate. <laughs> in the beginning, we throw it of, in the fate pile. <laughs> the fate pile. In the beginning of <laughs> that this pile episode, getting big? I, I saw Sarah Bolger's name in the credits, and that's who plays Aurora. Oh. And I didn't see Mulan's name in there. Um, oh, okay. But I, I saw Sarah Bolger's name in there, and I thought. Yes, we're going to see them. Well, I mean, I was excited because that meant my theory was probably going to be correct. <laughs> and I kept waiting and waiting and thinking, when Where are we going to see them? When are we going to see Philip get taken back from the Wraith and all of this? And they even mentioned the Wraith earlier. They but did. 
they're going to have to do a little bit of explaining as to how the beans work a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, did Tamara try to send him to the Enchanted Forest? Did he sort of direct it that way? How did he end up there? I don't know. Me but either. the beans can, I think it's clear that the beans can be directed to anywhere. Right. But remember in previous episodes, in present day fairy tale land, they needed a compass in mm-hmm. order to open the portal with the wardrobe ashes. Right. But the bean that Hook and Cora ended up using, they didn't need a compass for. It's magic. Right. Yeah, it's the magic beans. You can just point them anywhere. Yeah. Other stuff, you need some kind of direction. But the globe that Rumpelstiltskin used was how they figured out where they needed to go. Well, Not how they directed the bean, but how they figure out where they needed to go. It's strange, because the globe makes me think of Earth. Mm. So yeah. why would he be searching a globe? It showed him what the land looked like. Oh. Yeah. So who and was Hook, it? That, Hook was the one that recognized mm-hmm. was it. Was it? Hook? Yeah. Hook recognized that it was Neverland. Okay. I, I was trying to remember whether it was Rumpel or Regina, which would indicate that they'd been there. But Hook, yeah, Hook recognizing it, that definitely makes sense. You know, speaking of Gold and Rumpel, wait, those are the same people. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of Hook and Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> I was just so surprised at the end whenever Rumpelstiltskin was so like eager to hop aboard Hook's ship, this man who's been trying to kill him. For ages. And suddenly there are, you know, chums. <laughs> Gold did have that moment that he said, uh, are you still going to try and kill me? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll help you. <laughs> uh, well, now you can live. <laughs> so that was one of the other kind of makeups we saw that in this. Yeah, a lot in of this happened. Episode, that they, they kind of came to their terms there and they're, at least that we know of, not trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. How did Henry change everything? Because Greg said that about Henry. Well, was it he changed because... their priorities. Yeah, it's more this changes everything that we found you. So is it because uh, two magical beings came here and made another person or, in a non-magical world? Well, that's what I thought at first, but I think it has to do with who they're working for oh. is looking for him. Oh. Because oh. they found him, right. that changed their whole priority. Huh. Because remember, they took him to Neverland because they found him. Had we ever seen them together, Greg and Henry? Yeah, yes. in, we the ever? Forest. in the when, forest. When Henry wanted to go and destroy magic with the dynamite. Oh. But still, though, did they just now get around to sending a picture maybe that included Henry? And that's how home office or whatever knew that Henry was there? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, some kind of line of communication that they've had. I bet they're working for a magical being and they don't even know it. So they got a communication back and it was all like, so it seems I may have been a teensy bit hasty in telling you to destroy the entire town. I actually need you to take this one kid. Bring him bring him here. <laughs> Which is definitely not a place filled with the very magic that you so detest. <laughs> now, here's another crazy theory. What if somehow Wendy, darling, made it to Neverland, conquered the shadow... Released Bay to be able to come back to our world. That's when Bay comes through, grows up here. And Wendy is still running the home office, but she's doing it from Neverland. Mm. It's possible. Crazy theory. An interesting theory. And, and we'll have a long time to theorize over these things. And and uh, so many directions this could go from now. And it, the curse or the, the spell that Mr. Gold gave Belle will help protect Storybrooke. 
It will cloak it. Cloak it. Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. It'll okay. it'll hide it just like it had before. And I think from here, we're probably moving away from Storybrooke almost completely. Probably because now it's safe. At least for a long time. And but the it's, trigger's gone. Yeah. yeah. It's nicer than it leaves them a place that they can still go back to where they can maybe tell some story because there's still hmm. going to be some stuff happening there. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, there's still... A lot of people there. Yeah. Greg and Tamara are still going to want to get in. Maybe. They have, I, I'm sure at they some have point. two beans. No, they had they had two. Hook oh, got one right. of them. They used the other. They used the other under Emma and Greg. Right. Emma and Neil. Right. Now, in our chat room, Ivy Rod um, pointed out, did Greg and Tamara orchestrate all of this just to kidnap Henry? Yes, they said that. They said that destroying... That wasn't their initial mission. Well, um... It was a big distraction, though. And we'll know more when we rewatch the episode and do our full discussion later this week. But, uh, yeah, we've got... He said that that Henry changed everything. That means... I think that means that that Henry changed their plans because their plans suddenly changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have jelly beans in my mouth, just in case everyone's like, what's going on? Jenny's voice. <laughs> yes, that was our, our party snack. It was magic beans. Magic yeah. beans. And if you had a Once Upon a Time season finale party, we would love to see pictures from that party. Please email us, feedback at oncepodcast.com, and attach your pictures there. And by the way, we want your feedback for this episode of Once Upon a Time and where you think we can go from here. What are your theories on what's happened? What could be some possible answers to these questions? Please email us with the subject line finale to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or you can also go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right from the website. And we'd love to include your feedback in our upcoming full discussion on Wednesday, May 15th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus 4. And that's a different schedule. And we'll have a completely different schedule in summer, too. So we'd love to have you join us over at oncepodcast.com slash live when we do that. Or else just make sure you subscribe to the podcast at oncepodcast.com so you won't miss a single episode and leave ratings and reviews in iTunes, too. We'd really appreciate that. Let's see. Some of the other things. Did Where did the trigger go? After this, Regina it, has it. Yeah, I think she still she picked it up. She picked it up, and it wasn't glowing anymore. I was. I think uh, it's just a gem now, <laughs> or it could be used again. Doubtful. I was a little disappointed that Storybrooke wasn't <laughs> destroyed because, and the, my reason for that is what it would do to the story. But I think they kind of accomplished the same thing. They did that. They've plucked their core characters from this and they're moving on now consider who are those core characters going into season three regina all family yeah, yeah, all it's, family it's all the family they're all connected even hook and well kind of yeah sort of sort of <laughs> in a pseudo adoptive a, sort of way no no he took mila well, okay mila. sure so he is like this he's like he's like a stepdad yeah kind of <laughs> But Belle Weird is left family. behind. That is a yeah. dysfunctional family. <laughs> Belle and, of course... Complicated. Red and Granny and the dwarves. Mm-hmm. and it, It's a much simpler way. It, it would have been ridiculous to kill everybody. Yeah, it that wouldn't... It would just have been ridiculous. We would all have been angry at Adam and Eddie. And it would have been not impossible, but difficult to 
convince us that they got everyone in the entire town through a portal back into the Enchanted Forest at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then, if they ever wanted to revisit one of their stories, it would have been so much more complicated than just returning to Storybrooke or just showing us Storybrooke. (laughs) But they can take the central story away from Storybrooke now. Yeah, yeah. And I like that, that they're focusing on those core characters. Mm -hmm. They've resolved, like Sleepy is now, we assume... Since the potion worked on Bell, we can assume that Sleepy is him or Sneezy. I mean, is yes, himself yes. again. He didn't have to kiss Bell to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at first when I saw him pouring her a glass of like whiskey or whatever it was that he was pouring, I thought he had put the potion yeah, in there. I know, and, and then she spilled, spilled it, <laughs> and then she wiped it out with Bay's shawl. I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> For a second, and I you're he was doing just, everything wrong, woman. <laughs> I thought he was just gonna throw it on her like the shawl i yeah. thought that it had the potion i don't know <laughs> i wasn't really sure where they were going with that you had mentioned granny before and i must say she makes an awesome babysitter <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she does it's like being babysat by a turret from portal <laughs> <laughs> that Could was you awesome come over here and it was also cool to see archie back <laughs> in this dr yes. archie hopper and if you never heard our interview with uh Raphael Sabarge, who plays Archie Hopper or Jiminy Cricket, go back to oncepodcast.com slash 77 and hear when we got to talk to him. And if you want to hear our interview with David Anders, who played Dr. Whale, then listen to episode 78. And we've got some more awesome reviews, uh, interviews planned for the summer. I can't tell you about them yet because they're secret, but it'll be <laughs> lots of fun. But speaking of interviews, I do want to give a shout out to our friends over at afterbuzz.tv. If you go to their uh, discussion for Second Star to the Right, and watch their video on YouTube, you'll see Ethan Ethan Embry, who plays Greg, and the little boy who played Owen together in their podcast. And it was a lot of fun because here's the kid who played young Owen and the guy who plays old Owen together uh-huh. in the podcast. It was a lot of fun. I, big props to AfterBuzz.TV for getting that together. Mm. It's a lot of fun. You got to watch it, too, because they're really funny together. And the boy who plays uh, young Owen is really funny uh he he's witty pretty smart yeah he's really (laughs) smart too and he loves the show too (laughs) so there's so much so many things to talk about uh that will keep us talking and theorizing for a while and so many cool things that i think they resolved in this but yet left open for still showing us how it happened like maybe philip yeah. Maybe they'll show us how did Aurora and Mulan get Philip. They probably will. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll probably be good. And listeners, we would love to hear your theories for this episode and where you think this is going. So please email us with the word finale in the subject line. You can add more than that in the subject line, but just make sure that word is somewhere in the subject line. And that really helps uh, Slurpees 108 out as she helps sort our feedback. And you can email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message there through the website. And we'd love to have you a part of our podcast as we dive into more detail, go down the bean hole, so to speak, into this episode of Once Upon a Time when we have our full discussion this Wednesday, May 15th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four at oncepodcast.com slash live. And while our chat room is packed 
tonight. <laughs> We've got uh, nearly 200 people in our chat room and about that many in our live stream and uh, audio stream. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us as we record our initial reactions live. And we won't be doing any more Sunday night podcasts until the season returns in probably late September, just based on when mm-hmm. it started previously, probably late September, early October, when Once Upon a Time will be back. But you can order your own copy of season two. It's still available for pre-order by going to oncepodcast.com slash season two. And if you purchase anything through that link, it does help support the podcast. So we really appreciate that support. We get a small portion of that and it doesn't cost you anything extra to support us in that way. So we'd really appreciate if you go to oncepodcast.com slash season two to order your own copy of the second season of Once Upon a Time. And we might do another rewatch this summer too. So watch out for announcements for that. Jeremy, Jenny, for our initial reactions, anything else that you want to point out or questions you want to raise about this episode? No. I don't think so. Nothing that... It was a great episode. It was. It went by really fast. It did. And so Um, much was in it. Yeah, so much. And this is one of those episodes I know that's just going to be cooler and cooler the more I watch it. Yes. So we'll be watching it a couple more times. Or I know I'll be watching it a couple more times <laughs> before this Wednesday when we record the podcast, uh, our full discussions. It was an exciting episode. Mm-hmm. What and has it, been your favorite moment in this season? Oh, favorite moment. I think uh, discovering that Cora was the queen of hearts. Oh, um, yeah, that was this year. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that feels like such a long time ago. I think that uh, here the finale, I think the scenes between Neil and Emma mm-hmm. have all been great. Like yeah. Tallahassee. They just and have great chemistry. Manhattan and uh, Second Star to the Right. Yeah. I think, and they're ending, I mean, they're goodbye scenes. Yeah, so many great scenes. Yeah. I'm super happy to know that Neil's going to live because he's with Mulan. She's yeah. super resourceful. That is the bright spot of that. Aliascape added to that list, Emma doing the Care Bear stare. <laughs> <laughs> Care Bear stare? Uh-huh. What happened? When, when oh, did that happen? I'm not sure which part. Oh, either, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> either the protection spell or... <laughs> I know what it was. Or the, you foolish girl yes. moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that was a great moment. <laughs> Where her, we found out that her heart is made of metal and solidly attached to her ribs. Yeah. Or so is that your favorite moment? <laughs> That's not mine. It was, What's your favorite moment? Gosh. Well, considering I forgot that was this year, I don't have favorites. Oh, come on. Just name one. I don't have one. You don't we'll have any? I'll, fi- I'll get back to you on that. All right. I've got one. What's okay. yours? Just run it to the door. Just just hit it. Just <laughs> like a board. Just kick it. Just run into it. Like, ugh. Okay, wait. Okay, recent favorite moment? That was my favorite. I can't lie. Emma body slamming tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was a a good one, too. I I don't feel like I'm a violent person, but that was amazing. (laughs) One other cool thing in this episode I realized from this favorite moments discussion was Emma using her magic, her magic plus Regina's magic. Yeah, that was awesome. Overpowered the trigger and their magic together was enough (laughs) to stop the destruction of Storybrooke. So Emma is really powerful. Yeah. Because that's going to be because otherwise... 
it was kind of like nothing can stop it oh wait maybe two people working together that could stop it but yeah i think emma is in some way just completely unexpected yeah and that's I how, how powerful uh henry is yeah why would peter mm-hmm. pan want him otherwise well the emma Ooh. and henry magic thing uh, well, by the way, the Peter Pan thing, that I think ties into the whole, he's not what he seems or something uh, like that from the seer that prophesied that about Henry. I was Henry. wondering when that was going to happen. But I think that this whole thing of uh, Emma's magic and Henry's possible magic leave wide room open for exploration in the next season or maybe the season after that. Because realize we've only seen Emma use magic maybe four times, handful. I'm thinking. Just a handful of times. Yeah. Very few times, other than the lying thing. Yeah. But <laughs> she's a natural, though. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She just has to learn how to use yeah. it, really. And that could be something they'll explore in future episodes. It's kind of like, it looks like you're doing this. <laughs> and there, I'm doing I, the same I'm thing. I'm doing it too. <laughs> like she started out with her hands on top. And then, and then she moved him like Regina. She's like, okay. I but, but Emma's emotion, well, both of them. <laughs> Just kick it. Just trying. <laughs> both of them had the emotion of protecting the people they loved. And so that, that was powerful magic. True. Not just this emotion of hate. And that's how true. the magic came out. The moms saved the day on Mother's Day. <laughs> yes, yes. That's true. They did tie it Great back into tie Mother's in. Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Happy, out Mother's, Happy Mother's Day. day. Mama love you. <laughs> so, listeners, we'd love your feedback. We also have something else cool coming up on Wednesday, May 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We have our third Once Upon a Time roundtable with other Once Upon a Time podcasters. We've got a great lineup, and we're getting some more scheduled to join us for that. We'd love to have you watch us live on Google Plus as we have this roundtable. Now, you don't so have you to be a member. can see our wonderful smiling faces. Yeah, everybody's smiling faces, too. <laughs> you don't have to be a member of Google Plus to to watch but you will have to be a member to participate in the chat room and possibly join us with your live questions but that will be on wednesday may 22nd at 9 p.m eastern daylight time gmt minus four and you can find that information directly on google plus by going to oncepodcast.com slash roundtable we'll take you there and we've got several people from other podcasts there and i do recommend check out the other once upon a time podcasts at oncepodcast.com slash more podcasts and see what everyone else is saying and picking up and catching. (laughs) And if you're really a fan of Once Upon a Time, like we are, then you probably love eating this stuff up. And that's a great way to do it. Listen to a broad range of other podcasts out there and uh, they pick up things that we don't. And it's awesome to work together with them for the round table. Another discussion that we could (laughs) ask of our listeners is what they ate for the finale party. If they had a finale party. Tell us they ate. by sending your pictures. Yes. And if you have a good chimera recipe, <laughs> I'll take it. Share yeah, it. Yeah, because <laughs> ours didn't quite turn out. It tasted a little bit more like turducken, not quite like chimera. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you can comment on this episode of our podcast if you'd like to by going to oncepodcast.com slash 101 or send us your feedback to include in the future episode of the podcast by emailing with the subject line finale to feedback at oncepodcast.com or go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message through there. Or you can pick up the phone any time of the day and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Please follow us on Twitter 
I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny'sNook. And follow all of us as a podcast on Twitter at Once Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews for us in iTunes, just like Kay Rappel, uh, Minuet NG, clever name, Tina Four, and Um Nurse did for us over at oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. If you've already left a review, please mark these reviews as helpful or leave a new one for us if our uh, five-star review would be great. So, big thanks to Aaron J. also for writing the show notes for our initial reactions here. So check out the initial reaction show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 101. And until next time, remember, let's take the hard path, because if we don't, we're building a future on Regina's blood. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to donate to support an episode of Once Podcast, it can be a one-time donation or a regular monthly donation of any amount. Please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.